Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to tonight's edition of this podcast, Marketing Beef According to Jim. And I know last podcast we got a little spirited and we might even get a little more spirited tonight. This is going to be a fun topic. A couple topics we're going to talk about tonight. We're really going to get into the meat and potatoes of things. I promise you when we first started, I was going to show you how you can make a lot more money per customer and and why every single customer was going to be important to you. You didn't want to lose anybody. And we're going to get into that tonight. And I hope you guys can learn something and pick something up from this. And I really want your feedback on a lot of this stuff. So call me, text me, 319-213-4672. Let me know what you think. Um, This is going to be kind of fun. You might not know some of this stuff. You might have heard some of this. This may be all new to you, especially you folks who've never sold retail before. This is probably all going to be new to you. Um, I hope since the last time we talked that you you forgot about that four-letter word I was talking about, and that's fear. And if you can get rid of that word fear, the rest of this is going to be a piece of cake, and you're going to start seeing a lot of money coming in. And it's not just going to be from your beef, but it's going to be from other things. So you're going to be selling all the time, constantly. There's never going to be a downtime. So I hope you guys know that. That's why I said you need a full-time marketer. You're going to always want some money coming in from some source, no matter how little or how big. You always want to go to that post office box every morning, get your mail, and there's there's a check in there. Um, There's money in there. That's, That's the whole goal. We always want a constant cash flow of money. The more customers that you get and you retain, the more you go to the mailbox, the more envelopes are going to be in there and the more money is going to be. And you're going to find it to be fun, and you're going to find it to be uh, very rewarding, and it's going to be year after year after year after year. And so I hope you learned something from this and, and see what I'm talking about. First, before we really get started, I want to just talk about real quick, somebody keeps calling me and, and they keep texting me and asking me why I don't like the internet. I don't dislike the internet. I just don't like the internet as your only source of, of income. I see you know, a lot of people spend a lot of money and a lot of time on developing a website. And I hate to tell you folks, you're not the only website out there. There are a lot of websites out there, but people just aren't sitting around waiting for you to build a website. And if you build a website, you can't just sit by the computer and go, come on, come on, come on, people, come on, people, get on my website. Bye, 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 bye. Come on, come on, get on my website. It just doesn't happen. You can sit there for months. No one's going to find your website. So unless you're very visible, now you can advertise a, web, a website, it's, it's, it creates awareness. Um, it, it gives you some good information on the farm if people really wanted to really di- dive into it. Um, but the other problem with it is, is no one, there isn't a website out there that just sits down and talks to you one-on-one and says, will you buy from me? Just look them right in the eye and just say, will you buy from me? That doesn't happen. And it's really hard to say no to someone that's looking you eye to eye and saying, will you buy from me? It could be in a little amount or a big amount, but a website is just so easy to click. Oh, that's done. Get off my screen. Not interested. Where if you're one-on-one, mano a mano, people just can't say no. And these buying services and the, and the websites that are on on the internet and all this money people are spending, if you really think about it, it's designed so you never meet your customer. You never see them. You never meet them. You never talk to them. You don't get to know their family, their friends. You don't. You don't even know who they are. You know everything's done for you. They point and click. They point. They point out what beef they want, how much. How much it costs? They got a you got an online credit card thing. They put their credit card in. You get it. You put it in a box. You ship it to them. You don't have a clue who they are. I, that to me doesn't make any sense for this particular type of product that we're selling. 
you were selling uh, combs or something completely different, sure, fine. But not when you're selling a product that people buy over and over and over again. And the product is just so important. And that's why I really want you to focus on local, local, local. There's more than enough people in your area to make a lot of money. And besides, you only have so much product. So it's not like you have an endless supply of beef out there that you can just sell. I mean, some people only have five cows or 10 cows or 50 cows or 300 cows, but it's, it's, an, it's not an endless supply. So we don't want to go after the people that are no names, no faces. We don't want to not know who they are or ever talk to them. We want people to know us and, and build trust. They want to, I want them to know my brand. I want to know my philosophy, how I raise my cattle. I want everything. And that, that's going to jump us right into the next question and, and part of the, what I want to talk about tonight is people are asking, why do you like farm tours so much? I mean, why do you want people coming out on your farm? Well, think about it, folks. I mean, farm tours are the number one greatest way to build trust. Absolutely put your money where your mouth is. Show me the product. Show me how you raise it. Show me what your beliefs are. Let me see it for real. If they can see it for real, they're sold. They trust you. They're, they're not, it sets you apart from every other person that sells beef. They, they get to know you. They get to know your family. They get to know your operation. They see how your cows eat. They see what they're like. If you're not proud of your farm or don't want to bring people out to your farm, um, you're in the wrong business. You just need to go back to selling wholesale. Uh, if it, I've seen the cows that people, I see the cows that go through the auctions and that end up on people's dinner table. If you would go do a tour with, with your customer of that process, you went to an auction and you saw the type of cows that went through and said, hey, that one's right there. That's the one you're going to be eating and you're going to be feeding to your family. You're probably not going to sell any beef because I'm not going to rip that type of thing or I'm not going to make fun of it or I'm not going to, but it's not quality eating. So if you take your customer to the sale barn and you're, oh yeah, here you go. That's that cop right there that can barely walk. That's what you guys are going to be eating and feeding your family. You're probably not going to build trust and your brand's going to suck. And people aren't going to be repeat buyers or even first-time buyers. But if you're promising the product and you're promising the way that, that you raise it and, you, and you're promising everything about your brand, this, this is what it represents. And if you're proud enough to take them out to your farm and show them, done deal. There's nothing they can say to combat what you're saying. So if you've got a great product, show it to them. Show them how you do it. Most people are totally amazed how cattle are raised, especially, you know, you grass-fed people out there. It is a a total different story for them compared to what they're used to. They cannot say anything bad about the way you raise your beef. I don't know how many people, and I hope people that are out there in the feedlot don't take offense, but there's probably not a lot of farm tours on, on beef on feedlots. Pretty cool operation to see. A lot of labor. A lot of cows. Um, I, I don't have any disrespect for those people whatsoever. It's just when it comes to a great eating experience, if I'm going to do a farm tour, on my farm when they came out, I was proud of it. And it built trust. Um, I had repeat buyers. People could come out. They knew what they were buying. They see my cows. I take their kids out there, their family, everybody, and they, they could see how things were done. And there's nothing you can say any, anything about it. And you can't, they can't say you're wrong. So that's why I like farm tours. Also, when you get farm tours out there, you get a one-on-one situation. You get them calmed down. You got your grilling. The smells good. Um, you got some other people out there. They get to meet. Everybody kind of gets to know each other. A little tense at first, and then they open up, and they get to be friends. And then you kind of hang around a circle of friends, and people kind of hanging out together. They come out to another barbecue, and they see each other again. 
I'm telling you this right now. You will develop such a following of people if you continue to do this. Not only just those people, but they tell other people. They People bring people out just to be part of the experience. People like to hang around people that are nice, have fun, they're wholesome, in a beautiful environment. You take them out on a nice, beautiful, starry night with a bonfire, and you've got the grill going with you got steaks and hamburger on it and that smell, and you got beautiful scenery, the kids are playing, everybody's sitting around in lawn chairs, drinking a beer, drinking some wine, drinking some pop, everybody's having a great time. Done deal. Again, huge marketing, huge marketing. Hand out koozies with your names on them. Uh, they're going to buy beef in me before they leave. Or and if they don't buy it then, they're going to buy it real quick afterward. They're not going to buy beef from anybody else. They just don't want to. They want to support you. So the farm tour gets those people out there, gets them coming back to you. Also, there's I don't really like to use the farm tours as as a selling day, but I can subtly subtly get sales. Maybe have one booth up there of of something um, that they can buy. Uh, you know, maybe I'll bring out a, a person that sells. Uh, um, IPAs or a special type of brew, type of beer or wine, and they got a and they've got a little uh, booth out there that they're selling their wine or beer at. And that actually goes over pretty well. Then you get a cut of that, so you're making a little bit of money from that. They're making money. The customers are happy. So you can you can develop this farm tour into so many different things, and the, and the inviting them out for the barbecue. You can really implement a lot of different things, and and. And still make a little bit of extra money. But the biggest thing about a farm tour and barbecues are the repeat business. And you solidly, if that's even a word, you solidify your customer base. And now it's just a matter of building on that customer base. Because I tell you what, again, those people will bring people with them. About the third time they go out, they're bringing people with them. And if you make them welcome, like, I really want you guys to keep coming out to our barbecues. I don't want it to be a one and done type of deal. I want you and your family to come out. I want you to enjoy yourselves. If it gets big enough, you can even hire a local band, which is nothing. It makes like a hundred bucks. Some will do it for free. Hundred, a couple hundred bucks to have a band. You can make it as big as you want or as little as you want. And but it does. I mean, I, I'm just going to say it one last time. It solidifies your customer base. It helps grow your customer base. And people are doing your those people coming out are doing all the work. They're bringing customers to you because they want to see you succeed. So now that you got rid of fear, you're introducing yourself to people, you're offering them a free um, a free sample of your beef. That's very nice to say, hey, we're having a farm tour, we're having a barbecue, and you're going to invite them out. I mean, so simple, so cool, so unthreatening. Um, everybody welcomes it. Now let's get on to the next thing. This is the part that I like the most. You've got a good customer base. Let's say however many people you have in your customer base. Or you have people that are interested, but they haven't bought yet, but you got their emails, um, you got their addresses. Let's just say, let's say you have 100 people that you have in your customer base right now, or 200 or 300. Okay. There are so many things you can do to make extra money from these people that they're going to love and that you're going to love and other people are going to love. And let me explain. Well, what I want you to do is get a, or I really need you to follow along here. I need you to get a pen and paper, get a big piece of paper and get a pen. I'll wait a couple seconds here. Okay, got a pen and paper. What I want you to do in the middle of it is draw a circle, kind of a big circle. And I want you to put in the right in the middle of that circle, I want you to write quality beef. 
or if you sell just pork, right, quality pork, or if you're just selling chickens only, right, quality chicken. So whatever you do is your main source of income, put that in the middle, okay? Now, what we're gonna do is there are so many things that you can do to sell your customers or to refer them to other people that sell additional products that you don't do that you can get a cut of. It's, it's almost endless. So let's make an example. On that circle, we're gonna bring out we're gonna bring out like whiskers, little lines or big lines that come out. At the end of those lines, I want you to write these in. And these are a whole bunch of ideas that I just thought of and have been doing that you can do. And then we'll, we'll just kind of talk as we go. So there's gonna be about 20, 23 of these roughly coming out of this circle. And we're just gonna write one word in there and uh, we'll just keep going around the circle till it's filled, okay? So first one is, we're just gonna put in wine. So go around your neighborhood, maybe however, Bar, 10 mile radius, 20 mile radius, anybody you know, a vineyard that sells wine. Okay. You go to them and you talk to the owner and you say, Look, I've got a customer base, about 300 very loyal customers. Okay. I don't sell wine, but if I could offer them wine, you're either going to put my label on it or yours. And I send out a coupon to all my customers and say, Look, if you want to buy some wine, go to XYZ Winery, bring the coupon. Whatever wine you buy, give them the coupon. You're going to get a discount on wine. Okay, so they're going to buy wine from this guy. They're getting a discount using your coupon. For every coupon that gets pre- presented to the to the owner of that wine, the, that that vineyard, you get a cut of. Let's say the bottle of wine's forty bucks. The guy that owns the vineyard is going to pay you five bucks a bottle. You can negotiate that though whenever you do. So at the end of the month, however many coupons are in, let's say there's twenty, he takes that times five. You get a check for a hundred bucks. Okay, simple as that. Next one, let's say is chicken. So write down chicken. Let's say you go find out who all the people that raise chickens. You go find somebody that raises chickens the way you like them raised. You go talk to the owner. Say, look, I got a, I got a uh, customer base of about 300 people. I don't sell chickens, but I can present chickens to my folks and see if they'd be interested. You, go, you do home-raised chickens. I'm sure I can sell a bunch of them. How much would you be able to let me, uh, let me try to sell for you? Well, I can give you 100 chickens for this next three months. Okay. So you send out a coupon saying, Hey, I have a hundred home raised chickens available for sale at $12 a chicken. Would you like, if you like them reserved, give me a call. May need a deposit. So you sell these hundred chickens for $12. The guy that owns the chickens will give you $5 or $2 per, per chicken that you sell. At when they're, when they're all sold, he sends you a check for two or three, $4 per chicken times how many you sold. You made that money. Okay. Now we can go around the line and do this and, and to be the example for everything. Like we can do duck, quail, write that down, bring out another whisker, pork, honey, the next one. You can, this is a big one right here is, is home-raised turkey. So there's a lot of people that sell heritage turkey. And you can go to that owner who does heritage turkeys and say, look, I got a customer base of 300 people. How many heritage turkeys could I sell for you? And 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 how much are they? Can I get a cut? So you send out a coupon to all your customers saying, look, this I'm selling heritage turkeys, the greatest turkeys ever, ever taste, ever raised are heritage turkeys. I have a hundred available. They're $45 a piece. I need a deposit to save them. They'll be processed and ready to go two weeks before Thanksgiving. Come out and pick them up. Okay. So you sell them for 45. He pays you $10 per turkey. You got a hundred of them. He sends you a check for a thousand bucks. Easy money. You don't have any money invested in any of this except for the price of the coupons, which is going to be about 10 cents. Okay. 
Customers are happy because everybody wants them. Same with the pork and the duck and the chicken and the wine. You make money. The, the guy you get them from is making money. Everybody's happy. Okay. Next one, you can do eggs. Same with eggs. You can do apples. Come Christmas time, you can do Christmas trees. Go out to a Christmas tree farm. So look, I got a customer base of about 300 people. I'll send them coupons, bring them all out your way. They get a discount on Christmas trees. For every Christmas tree that's sold, I get $10, $5, whatever it is you negotiate with the tree owner. Send the coupons out at the end of, at the, end of the season. How many coupons he's got collected? He pays you so much a coupon and a check. There's again, free money. You haven't got any money invested. You can do vegetables. Pumpkins is another big one. Um, come Thanksgiving time and you got, uh, or excuse me, Halloween, and you got pumpkins, go to a pumpkin farmer, say, how many pumpkins can you can you guarantee me? I got a customer base of about 300 people. I can, uh, whoever brings out a coupon is going to get a discount on pumpkins. You pay me $2 a pumpkin or whatever it is that you negotiate with them. At the end of the season, he adds up all the coupons, sends you a check. Easy as that. People are happy. Or you can buy a truckload of pumpkins from this guy at a discount, bring them out to your farm, sell them on your farm for retail. It's a great way to get people back out to your farm and everybody likes pumpkins. So you can, you can have a pumpkin sale. So look, this farm, our farm is having a pumpkin sale uh, Saturday and Sunday, big discount, big sale, great pumpkins come out. You're going to get a whole bunch of people coming out on Saturday and Sunday. You pocket all the money. It's that simple. But again, not, not easy to do if you don't retain your customers. Okay. you got Next one is like leather goods. Uh, a lot of people sell leather goods like belts and um, sheaths and stuff or like pliers, uh, hats, anything leather. You, you can do the same thing. Berries, flowers, uh, sheep. Next one, you can do goats. Uh, you can sell t-shirts on your farm and different things like that. Different herbs. You can even sell sauces or you can people that are around you that sell sauces. They make a famous sauce. Again, go talk to them, negotiate a price. Send out your coupons. At the end, they send you money from your coupons they collect. Now you got to have trust in these people. And if they don't, if you can't trust them, you go find another supplier. These guys, these guys should be climbing all over you and saying, "I want to be part of your group because you're bringing all these customers." They don't have any marketing expenses. All they got to do is pay you five bucks or ten bucks, whatever. That's cheap compared to all the marketing they got to do. Plus, they get most, they get rid of all their product. This is a no-brainer for them, and it's no-brainer for you guys. And it's a great deal for the customer. They're getting all these farm-raised products. You're supporting all your people around you. You're making money. They're making money. Everybody's happy. You just got to go out and find these people. Um, you've also got, uh, if the, even like local businesses, if you've got a small town that sells something in town that you don't sell on your farm, uh, you can go to them and say, look, I got a customer base of 300 people. If I give them a coupon to come in and get 10% off your products inside the store, will you, and this, will you give me a cut? negotiate a price at the end of the month. Every month, they send you a dollar amount for all the coupons. It can be anything. Any specialty store you have in your town uh, will work. You got soaps, you got goat milk, milk, cheese. Uh, There's just endless supply of things that people produce that you can go talk to them and add that to your, your list of things that you can sell. Now, over a year or two, if you're noticing you're selling every turkey that you, that you can get your hands on, every chicken, Every bit of eggs. I mean, everything. You're going to see a trend. These are, this is the time where you start thinking, well, maybe I should add this enterprise to my to my farm. I got so much demand for heritage turkeys. Maybe I should start raising my own heritage turkey and reap all the rewards. Now, that's something that's a decision you, your partners or your family got to decide. But that's just an example. If you get enough people that are interested in something, you know you've got a market for it. And uh, then you can decide if you need to bring stuff on. 
And if you don't think there's a market for it or it's too much risk, fine. Let the other guy do the work and, and you're just making a little bit of a cut. And you're not spending any money. There's no expenses. Um, and that's easy. But be careful when you make sure the people you're hiring, you're, you're getting stuff from, is maintaining their integrity too. Don't let them screw your customers or get mad at customers or try to steal them or, or anything like that. You got to watch it. But I think it works so well. And customers are so like happy because they get a discount and they can buy farm fresh products right off the farm. And people love that. They just don't know where to go. But if you're helping them do it, then everybody's, it, it's a win-win for everybody. So now on the flip side, all these people that I told you about that sell stuff, at the end, you're going to ask them to flip it around. Will they refer their customers to me, to my beef? Now, all of a sudden, the guy that sells pork, he may have 300 customers. The guy that sells turkeys may have 300 customers. The guy that sells eggs may have 300 customers. All of a sudden, all their customers are coming to you. You don't have to do a thing. Now, here's where you really start going nuts, making money, and you're selling everything. You just went out and got your own customers. Now, you're helping other people make money, and you're asking them to flip it around and refer their customers to you. You're taking the coupons in. You're giving money back for everything. Everybody wins. Everybody's making money. It's going to the mailbox every day or every month and collecting checks, collecting cash, collecting money on top of the main product that you already sell. You're getting residual income and you're getting continual money. You're always going to send something out to people that buy and want to buy right now. You can't do that on the internet with people you don't know. That's another reason why I don't like the internet selling. Okay, You see all these customers all the time if you sell local. Hey, George, did you get my coupon? We're having a big sale out at the farm for pumpkins. Bring your family out. I know your daughter loves pumpkins. She comes out, I'll give her a little pumpkin for free. You buy Maybe if you buy five, I'll give her one for free. Or you buy 10 or whatever. Maybe have a pumpkin um, carving contest. Entry fee of $5. There's more money you just made. Um, got 50 people that come out. You just made 250 bucks plus all the pumpkins they're buying. It's, it's, it's unbelievable what the amount of money you can make with your own customer base and they're happy and you're, you're providing a really good service and you're making money. So be creative, be thoughtful, be like, what else can I do? Don't just sit back and just go, Oh, I don't, I can't sell my beef. I've only got, you know, I got so much left. I'm out of, I'm out of beef. I can't make any more money. No, it's just, the beef is just the beginning. Now you're really going at it. That's why I want a full-time marketer, somebody creative thinking, doing these things every single day so you're always getting a paycheck in the mail every day. I don't care what the, the, what the if there's 9% inflation, does it really matter? No, people are buying this stuff. It's just a matter of who they're buying it from. Gas prices are high? Absolutely. So let other people do the work for you. Why do you want to travel from here to Chicago to sell some knucklehead beef you've never met before and never will meet again? Why do you want to go travel 100 miles to the city and sell... All right, well, I sold 200 pounds of beef today. Great. It took you $150 in gas and all the time away from your house and, and doing chores and, and the food. You didn't make anything. You can do all this from home. You can do all this just locally around your people, around, around your town, around your farm. This is, this is like magical, incredible. This is, this is, and it's so much fun. It's fun. It's exciting. You're helping people. You're helping so many people around. You just have to go out and find the people that raise this stuff. That's the hard part is who all raises, who raises heritage turkeys, who raises chickens, eggs, um, sheep, pork that would want to do this with you. That's the hardest part about the whole thing. So when you're not busy, sit around in your computer, look at who sells in my area this stuff. Make a phone call. Hey, 
Bill, I hate to see you sell heritage turkey. Can I come over and talk to you? I'm going to show you how you make some money, and I can help. You can help me make money. I can. We can help each other. What do you think? Can I come over and talk to you? Sure, come on over. You go and sit down. Have a you have a conversation. You talk. Tell them about your farm. Maybe invite them out. Hey, there's another customer. Where's he buying his beef? All of a sudden, he's a customer. Okay. So now you're exchanging. Like I got this many customers in my customer base. He's got this many. Let's help each other out. Oh my God! Now you just doubled your customer base without doing a thing. Pretty powerful. Makes sense. No, is anybody doing it? No, nobody. Not one single person that I know of is doing it. Why? Don't know. Because they're putting all the money in a freaking website that doesn't do anything except make you look good. This is the prettiest pictures I've ever seen. Great, great looking farm. You're broke, but it's a great looking farm. A great looking website. Now, when you do a farm, also now this outside this circle, I have a lot of other things you can do. This is really going to trip your mind. Okay, when you do a farm, you can do. You can do your farm tour, your barbecues, but you can also do shows out at your farm once a month. Your farm needs to be a destination point. It needs to be visible. It needs to be the fun place. It needs to, it needs, people need to know your farm and what you do. The more people that know your farm, what you do, the more questions you're going to get. How do I get them out to the farm? Put on some shows. Okay. Here's a whole bunch of shows that you can do. Some are going to sound corny, but they work. Write this stuff down. There's quite a few of them and they're in no particular order. These are revenue sources. You can charge admissions. You can sell products out here when people come out. You can you can do all kinds of things. However you want to do it, you can sell burgers while you're out there. You can do all kinds of things to make money. This is a moneymaker bonanza for people that really want to do this. Okay. These are no particular order. Some are going to sound a little odd, but they work. So here we go. You can put on a skeet shooting contest, like clay pigeons. Shooting contest. Invite people out for that. People love to shoot guns. Get an acre of your field out and... And have a skeet shooting contest once a once a quarter or or just one time a year, an annual skeet shooting contest out at XYZ Farms. Maybe a little prize money. Um, you're selling burgers, you're selling pop, you're selling guy with IPAs or uh, or homemade pop is coming out, setting up a booth, you're making money off that. Boom. Um, there's wreath making, yeah, corny wreath making. But you know what? Women love wreaths. Tell you what, they buy wreath. People love wreath. They come out, you can have a wreath contest, you can have um, a seminar having people show you how to make wreaths. Wreaths, you can sell wreaths. I can't say the word. Um, big deal, big big thing. You can have a punk, pumpkin carving contest. Sell pumpkins, charge admission, prizes. You can have seminars on composting. Invite somebody out that does that's great. That's really good with composting. Again, you can be out there selling admission, or you can sell burgers and drinks, um, beef, whatever. Invite people out. You got. Uh, uh, you can have a farm store out there where there's always products to buy. People are always come in and buy right off the shelf and load your farm store up with all kinds of local things like candles and paintings and uh, beef and eggs and um, trinkets and keychains and uh, all kinds of stuff that you can sell on your farm store. Farm stores aren't that expensive. You can rent a or buy a little shack farm store and turn it into something really cute for not a lot of money, but you can make a lot of money with it. If you have your signs out and it's right out by your entrance to your farm, you got a farm store, people will stop and they will buy. If it's well, if it looks welcoming, they will stop. People like to stop at farms, like to stop at farm stores, anything. And they're obligated to buy. When they go in, they're going to buy something. They just don't want to leave empty-handed. So strongly consider a farm store. Great opportunity. Um, cooking seminars, tell people, bring a chef out and show, show women, men how to grill, how to, how to cook. Women, men, I'm not saying women because that's just what I know. Women love that stuff. 
Men love that stuff. How do I cook the beef? How do I cook pork? How do I do it right? What's some exotic recipes that people are going to like? Huge deal. You might think it's kind of corny. It's not. It's not. You can make a lot of money. You can have sell barbecue sauce out there. You can sell pots and pans. You can sell a lot of things around this cooking thing where people are, are going to buy. Again, it's extra money that you're going to make for something that people like to do. You got uh, canning seminars, same thing. How many young people like to can? A lot of people want to get into canning. I, a lot of people, you can't even find canning jars anymore. If they're at a, if they're at a uh, garage sale, they get, they get bought up so quickly, you don't even know what's happening. They're hard to find on the internet. People nowadays like to, the, the young people want to learn to can. Yeah, I know the older people are like, oh God, I hate a can. I had to can so much, blah, 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 blah. But was there any better meat or any better corn or any other better anything than canned meat or, or canned corn or anything else they canned? Canned uh, berries, all that stuff. My grandma did canned Bing cherries and she'd go down to the basement and we'd come over and she'd bring up this canned big thing of Bing cherries. It was like, God, it was like, oh my God, this is so good. People want to learn that again. So if you have a canning seminar, you're going to get people out there. You can sell candy jars, you can sell berries, you can sell ingredients. There's all kinds of things you can sell. You're going to make extra money. It's just, it's, it's inevitable. And you're going to have a lot of people, but the corniest ones are going to, get, are going to generate the most people. You just watch because there's a pent up demand when have you ever been to a canning seminar? They don't have them. Nobody does. So you're getting all this pent-up demand or people want to go. Okay, Quilting seminars, huge, huge. Again, I'm not going to go into each one of these in detail and, and, try to, and try to convince you. These are big, big, big money makers. you got pop-making seminars. Yeah, corny, but people like to make their own pop. Yes, they do. Invite them out. This one's really big. Blacksmith seminars. Invite a professional blacksmith guy out. Invite all your people that want to learn about metals and, and, and iron and, and fire and things and show them how to do it. These people come from all over to come to a blacksmith seminar. If you try to get online and look for a blacksmithing class to take, like a school, they are sold out. You, it is impossible to find one that's not sold out. And if you do, they're a long ways away, okay? They are very, very popular. Get people out there. You can sell... You can have the blacksmith guy come out and sell iron hammers, anvils. He can bring all his trades out and make some money. You get a cut of it. You can sell, um, have your vending out there, your sell burgers, pop, chips, whatever you want out there. You're making money. Okay. You can also do uh, jelly or sauces, a seminar on people and people showing you how to make jelly or sauces. My mom makes the best rhubarb, strawberry jelly anybody's ever made. And it's a lost art. She's getting too old now to want to make it anymore. It's a lot of work, but it's every kid gets it for Christmas. They 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 die for it. They don't get, want Christmas gifts. They want my mom's jelly. It's a dying art. You teach people. You teach young couples how to do it. Again, goldmine. Sell the ingredients. Sell they have a small cover charge. Sell your beef um, in a little booth. People to eat out there. They want to see your farm while they're out there. Huge money. Um, you can do beer. Sell how to make beer. Another big one. I can go into that all day long. You can do. Um, Haunted hayrides, certain parts of the year, haunted hayrides. You can do scarecrow making contests. Kids love that stuff. They eat it up. You can sell the ingredients. You can sell a cover charge. You can, you can have a, uh, a prize at the end. Um, you're selling your stuff while you're out there. People are coming out to your farm. You've got a little area out there. You can bring vendors out. Just little things like that. I mean, you can. there's just a lot of money to be made doing that. Uh, you can do an antique, an antique tractor show. All the old farmers come out, bring their antique tractors. That's going to generate a lot of interest. Wine shows. Who doesn't like wine? Get all your local people's vineyards, come out and do a wine show, wine tasting. Have 
10, 12, 15 different wine people out there. You get a cut off the sales or they give you so much money to have their booth out there. You can charge them a hundred bucks. Um, if you get 10 of them out there, you just made, you know, made a hundred bucks. If you get 20 out there, made 200 bucks. If, if you, uh, or excuse me, if you sell them, if you do it for a hundred bucks and you get 10, I mean, there's a thousand bucks. You do 20 vendors, you get 2000 bucks. It's, it's, and it's free money and it, you don't have to do anything. They'll do the work and you can sell your hamburgers out there while they're, uh, walking around tasting wine. They're probably going to get the munchies and you got hamburgers, beef sticks, anything you can sell. You're going to make you know, really good money. You got jewelry shows, people uh, showing you how to make jewelry. Again, another big um, draw. Who's doing it? Nobody. How about local artist shows? There's a lot of local artists out there who love to be able to show their paintings and drawings. Look at the 4-H shows that go on in these small towns. They're full of drawings. People like to show their wares. They got crafts, woodworking, metal, paintings, drawings, all that stuff. They'd like to show it. So have a big ta-da. Advertise it real heavy. Get people from all over coming out and, uh, and, and, and having this show. Again, a lot of people, leather craftsmen, have leather people come out, show, up, show people how to, how to make things out of leather. Uh, dances, maybe once a, once a month. Uh, if you got a place for a dance, a barn or, or somewhere, a nice big concrete pad, come out and have a band and have, and have a dance. Have vendors out there that sell wine, beer, pop, water. Uh, you get a cut of everything. Um, you get vendor fees. You got uh, People are starved for entertainment, let me tell you, especially in small towns. If you're going to be on a farm and you're going to have a dance, people are going to be coming all over because there's nothing else to do. Think about it. What do you do in a small town? You got a town of 1,000 people or 2,000 people. What do you do? Nothing. So if you're advertising a beautiful barn dance or a dance and outside and you got a band and a bonfire going, you got some vendors out there, you're going to have a lot of people come out. Again, you're making some money. Uh, you can have uh, sand volleyball tournaments. You can have cornhole tournaments. Cornhole is huge right now. Everybody's playing cornhole. Get a, get a cornhole made with your logo on it. Get about 10 of them, 10 sets made, and have a cornhole tournament. Charge an entry fee. Have a, have a prize, food, blah, 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 all that stuff. And you're making money. Lots, and you're having fun. People are coming to your farm and having fun seeing you, seeing your logo, seeing your deal. You're making money. Horseshoe tournaments. Who doesn't love horseshoe? You, have, you can separate a little space in your yard and put up probably 10 horseshoe places and have horseshoe contests. A lot of fun. Nothing to do in small towns. It's, it's, a great, it's a great way to get people out. Again, sell your stuff. You can have a cross-country race, you know? If you got a big farm, a lot of pasture, set up some obstacles and set up a path with, made up of just flags, not ruining your pasture. Uh, make them run by the cows, make them run in the woods, make them run by the creek. Maybe they got to jump the creek. I don't know. Make it fun. Make a fun cross-country course and have a contest. First annual XYZ Farm cross-country race. Second annual cross-country you know, XYZ Farm cross-country race. Make it a well-known thing where people are coming from all over to do this race because there's not a lot of them out there. There's some for high school kids. There's not a lot of those races available for people that like to do that stuff. Yeah, there may be only 30 people that show up, but that's 30 people for this year. And there's probably going to be 90 people next year. And there's probably going to be 200 people the following year because they're telling all their friends. There's probably going to be 500 people the next year. You're building, you're building your business. You're building and building and building and building. It's, it's, it's going to be amazing how busy you're going to be and how much fun you're going to be having and how many people are going to be knowing you and making yourself visible. And, and the money coming in, you're going to have money coming in from every source, every direction. And you're going to wonder like, well, how did I do this? How, how did I live before? You, don't, you know, you only have time for an in-town job. 
you're going to be so busy. Again, you need a full-time marketing person. If you have to add one more person, add one more person. But marketing is not just sitting at the computer filling out Facebook. This is marketing. This is getting people to your farm, getting to know your brand, getting to know you, getting to know your operation, and you're retaining customers. You're letting them do the work to bring you in new customers. You don't even have to work that hard to get bring in new customers because they're bringing them in for you. And they're all going to buy something when they're there. Or they're going, to pay an, they're going to pay an entry fee and you're making money. You're constantly going out finding suppliers or people that raise certain things and you're going to ask them to be part of your operation. Can I sell your product? You sell my product. You each get a cut. You do this on a continual basis. There's never going to be a downtime. There's never going to be a point where you just go, well, I'm done. I've done everything I can do. No, sorry. You're always going to be busy. You're thinking, this is why, well, this, is, this, this is why the marketing meetings, the marketing meetings are so important. This is why I, I say you got to have a marketing meeting once a week, maybe at the most once every two weeks with all your people. And they all sit down in an office or somewhere. Forget the funny business. Forget the screwing around. Have a marketing meeting. Okay. Discuss how your last event went. What did you do well? What can I do better next time? What's the next event? What's the next event six months down the road? Because you got to plan for it. You got to prepare for it. You got to get supplies. You got to get the things. You got to get vendors set up. You got to get places set up. So you're thinking way down the road, okay? How far down the road do you need to plan? However long it takes. So if you know Christmas or your the next holiday coming up is Halloween and that's in three months, you've got to start now. What are we going to do for Halloween? Okay, let's have a pumpkin carving contest. Okay, where are we going to get our pumpkins? How many do we get? Who sells pumpkins? How many? Should, how much should we invest in it? How many do you think we can sell? Do we charge an entry fee? What's the grand prize? How do we advertise it? When do we start advertising? All this stuff has to go into play. And then you go. Give everybody an assigned task. Don't take it all on yourself. Everybody has an assigned task. All right, Junior, you're in, you're in charge of putting all the posters up around town and getting on the internet and advertising it. Uh, Jill, you're in charge of going to the vendor and seeing if we can get maybe uh, 300 pumpkins uh, set aside for us in all different sizes. Uh, Bill, your job is to do the location set up and the scarecrow um, get all the ingredients and all, or all the supplies for the scarecrows. Uh, Mary wants you help him. Okay, everybody's assigned a task, okay? And they get ready for that three months down the road. And you gotta be just completely prepared, ready by the time it comes around so it goes off without a hitch. Next one's Thanksgiving. What do I do for Thanksgiving? We're selling heritage turkeys. Uh, when do we wanna have our first party? When do we wanna have our first barbecue? Okay, these are things that can be daunting for one person. You can get the marketing meeting, get people involved and assign tasks and have it spread out on a board so you can see it and you can see what's coming up and write down what needs to be done for each one and kind of build on it so everybody can see it. Then it's not so daunting. But lay it out. Don't stick everything in a computer because you can't see it. You don't, you don't see it. You want to see it every day. Put it on your wall. Get a big piece of construction paper and put it on your wall with Monday or excuse me, January through December listed on it. And list what events you're going to do and who's and, and what they're going to be. And you can always add more. The more you add, you know, hopefully the more money you're going to make. Write out somewhere on your wall who are all your vendors, who are all the people that you deal with on a daily basis about selling their pumpkins for them or their their wine or their or whatever. Get all that listed and written out. Okay. And you got to make sure you contact all these people on a regular basis. Hey, how's things going? Uh, how are the customers? I guess you can call your customers. What kind of feedback? Hey, I see you bought some wine from it, from so-and-so wine or vineyard. How was it? Oh, they were great people. I love the wine. They talked you guys up. They sell your beef. So happy. I'm just, this has been the best decision in my life to buy the wine and beef from you guys. You guys are great. Um, what's coming up next? 
You're going to get that all the time. Say, hey, by the way, we're just a little secret. I haven't told anybody yet, but I'm going to give you a first shot because you're a great customer. I've got I've got uh, 150 uh, farm-raised chickens that are going to be processed and ready to go in about a month and a half. And these guys are delicious. You can't beat it. Would you like me to reserve you some? Yeah, I can take about 20. Great. Uh, I'll reserve 20 for you. Since you're a good customer, I won't get a deposit. Uh, do you know anybody else that might want some? Or any of your kids want any? Again, I want to give you the first opportunity. Yeah, my my daughter, she said she'd like about 20 of them. Okay, great. So that's 40. Um, I'll call you once we get them processed or get close to it. Okay, now you're selling again. You're doing your follow-up calls and you're asking how things went. You should know what's coming up in the future so you can then offer them something right there on the phone. You're selling again. You're, you're selling again. Hey, by the way, you're a good customer of mine. There's a secret out. I haven't advertised it yet, but I want to give you first dibs because you're such a good customer. This is going to become available in this amount of time frame. Would you like to get it? Or get a deposit. Hey, because they go so fast and are so hard to get, I just need a, de- I just need a deposit. Is that going to be a problem? No, I'll give you a deposit. How much do you need? Well, I need about half down. Um, great. I'll send you a check or here's a credit card. Okay, great. And take it. Okay. You're making money. Do this all the time. Can you see? Can you see all the possibilities you have of making money from your customers? That's why you can't lose anybody. And I can't, I can't hit on that enough. Every customer is important. And that's why I like farm tours. That's why I like farm shows. That's why I like barbecue. That's why I like getting people out to my farm. That's why I don't like the internet selling. That's why I like local selling, neighborhood selling, because they're out there. That's why I like um, being visible in the community. That's why I like my farm to be visible. That's why I like to spend the money on my farm to make it look nice. And over the years, I'm going to keep adding more stuff to my farm. Not trinkets or gadgets, like stupid looking barns that got funny faces on them. I'm talking like just stuff that make people more comfortable when they're out there, maybe get a bandstand or the bands can sit or get some more comfortable lawn chairs or <clears throat> we got, uh, you know, the lake is going to be really cleaned up. Maybe you've got a lake out there, a pond. Uh, your customers are welcome to come out and fish, uh, create a membership. Say, hey, our members got a $50 a year membership that you can come out and fish on this pond anytime you want. Money of the membership is going to help stock the pond. You can keep part, you can keep 25 or 50% of that membership. The rest can go to stocking the pond. You're making money there. Uh, you can set up snowmobile trails on your farm. <clears throat> you can, uh, you know, you can charge a membership. Say, hey, this gives you access to the farm for the whole winter. You can come out and do some snowmobiling. You got, you can set up, uh, you can set up deposits or money for coyote hunting, deer hunting, pheasant hunting, quail hunting, pigeon hunting. There's all those things you can make money on. And you just have to say, I got, 50 spots available or 10 spots available for coyote hunting this year. Um, we're selling each spot for $100. This helps maintain the habitat so we continue to have these out there. Uh, wild hog um, hunt, uh, however much you want to charge. But again, it's another source of income that you've got coming in. It's just another source. It doesn't have to be a lot of money per source because it all adds up over time. And it's continual year after year after year, month after month, you're getting this continual income from all kinds of sources. So that's when I tell you I can increase your revenue per customer by 500%. That's just a drop in a bucket of what you really can be doing. So take this and, and, and work it. Write out this stuff in front of you. And don't say I can't do it. It's too much work. Just start with one. Find out who sells stuff around your area. What what do they sell? Does anybody pick out a product you'd like to sell your customer? This is uh, July. The next holiday coming up is, what is this? 
August, September, October. So you got Halloween coming up. Maybe go find some pumpkin farmers right off the bat um, and start there. And anybody else who is driving around, notice who sells stuff that, that you, you think you could offer your customers. Right now, you may not have a big customer base. So this may take a little bit of time to set up, but you got a farm and you can do farm tours. You can do farm events. You can do shows, seminars. You can get signs to put out all over, real nice looking ones, welcoming people. All your signs are going to be welcoming, welcoming signs. This is my farm. This is what I do. You are welcome. We want you here. Please stop in. Uh, please come to our barbecue on this day. Invite everybody you talk to. Tell them what you do and invite them out. Make it a habit. This is your life now. This is, this is going to be your life. If you want to be a hermit farmer and don't want people coming to your farm, but you think you're going to sell a lot of beef because God knows, I don't know how you think you're going to sell a lot of beef, then fine, do it that way. But you're going to be the guy coming to, their, to this guy's farm, to the farm shows, because you're not putting one on, but this guy is, you're going to be a customer before too long. I guarantee it because no one's coming to you. No one knows you. No one cares about you. No one trusts you. They don't trust your brand because you're not trying. They just think, by put, you just think that putting a sign in your front yard says, I sell beef is going to be enough to make it successful. You, you're, you're wrong. Or you think just having a fancy website and a blog and some, some farm to table business that's taking all your money so people can buy online think that's going to be your saving grace? No. Been there, done that. Doesn't work. Just doesn't work. So if you have any questions on this, you want more explanation or you want help, you want to just talk it over um, about any of this stuff, call me 319-213-4672 or text me. I'll be glad to help you. I do. If I get into it too much, I do charge. I do I do consultation. Um, I will come out to your farm uh, however long it takes. It takes a couple of days to get you set up a week, whatever, I will help you and we'll get you up and going. Um, again, it's all in the belief. Lose the fear, have a plan, write this stuff down. You can do it. You can do it. If you got conviction in your product, it starts there. Do you have the best product you can you can possibly make? If you do, that's, that's the basis of everything. You get that right, the rest of it is going to be great because people come for the beef, they stay for the beef, but then they see other things that they like as well. And the people are in buying moods. Take that opportunity to make money. They're spending money anyway. Make them spend it with you. Keep upgrading your farm. Keep upgrading your pastures. Keep having fun. Keep making your, your farm a destination point. Keep it up. Keep it looking nice. Yes, it's a full-time job. Keep growing your business. Uh, keep doing it right. Don't deviate. Don't take shortcuts. Don't just decide, I got, I got the best beef. I don't need to keep working on it. Keep improving your pastures, your water, all that stuff. And you're going to see yourself really, really doing well and making money. And everybody's going to be happy. So again, give me a call, 319-213-4672. Thank you for listening. This has been a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time. And I really look forward to talking to some of you guys. And if you guys ever have a farm that's close by, you want me to come out, I'd love to come out and talk to you. Um, I'd love to be invited out, see your operation. I'd love to be able to talk to you guys about how you do your marketing, what's been working for you, what hasn't, what do you find is successful. Maybe there's some things I haven't thought about. The next podcast, we'll get into some other things. Um, so I look forward to it, and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Again, give me a call, text, if there's anything I can do to help you out. You guys have a good night, and we'll talk again next podcast.